Welcome to the conference room with this week's guest, Melissa Mitchell. Nobody goes to social media to buy. So if you think about that, no one picks up their phone and says, I'll be back in a minute, love. I'm just going to scroll because I need a new pair of shoes. Welcome to The Conference Room, a weekly podcast where business leaders and growth experts kindly share their experiences, actionable tips and secrets to successfully grow a business. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help us out. And I really hope you enjoy this week's episode. I'm Simon Lader. Welcome to The Conference Room. Good afternoon and welcome to The Conference Room. I'm joined by Melissa Mitchell. Melissa is the founder and CEO of Abundant Life Studio, Australia's premier organic social media marketing agency. She's a former international flight attendant, film and photography makeup artist, who by chance discovered she had a knack for marketing. Fast forward seven years, and she's now a social media marketing agency owner specializing in organic marketing, a self-taught marketeer, and self-proclaimed algorithm nerd. And I'm delighted that she's joined us here in the conference room. So, Melissa Mitchell, good afternoon, and welcome to the conference room. Thank you, Simon. Thank you for having me all the way down here in Australia, where it is morning time. Um, I'm so excited to be here and to be connected here with your audience. I'm very grateful to have uh, been chosen to come on your amazing podcast. Thank you very, very much. And it's our genuine pleasure to have you here. So every hero has an origin story and you're the hero of our story. So tell me, how did a flight attendant get into becoming the owner, founder and CEO of Australia's premier organic social media marketing agency? A little bit crazy, a little bit crazy. You've gotten to know me, Simon, so you know that. I'm a little bit nuts. So a little bit of a long story. And, yes, I, I I don't have any marketing degrees or anything like that, and it kind of happened by default. So fast, well, not I guess rewinding a little bit back, and this is going to give away my age, when I left high school, I became a makeup artist for film and photography here in Australia. So that's going back, oh, let's say, let's say early 90s there, Simon. <laughs> I left I left school and became a film and uh, photography makeup artist. Now, back in those days, we didn't have any of these fancy studios that we do now in Australia. It was a pretty hard slog, and I did that for, for a number of years, maybe seven-odd years, and... Um, there is a reason why I'm telling your viewers this because it comes back into play later on how I became a marketer. Um, it was a really hard slog. Uh, there was probably only about seven um, well-known makeup artists at the time. Although I was getting work in the industry, it was quite hard to sort of, you know, pitch yourself against the, the main makeup artists here in Australia. So I then became a flight attendant, as you do, and travelled the world for 10 years. It was a pretty exciting career. Then, of course, kids came along and then you just do nothing. <laughs> you become busy and I don't really do nothing. Of course, you become a mum and it's a great job and everything, but I couldn't fly, you know, getting back into the workplace after that, you know, I, I couldn't fly. I couldn't fly around the world. It was just too difficult. 
And we had moved to a regional town in Victoria, uh, sorry, in New South Wales, in Australia. And um, I wanted to get back into the workforce. My kids were probably, I think, three and five by that stage. And so I couldn't fly. One, I was in a, a, a small town in Australia. And two, you know, I I was a little bit bored. So I decided to get back into the makeup. And being in a small town, I I I was obviously not going to go back into film and tell, you know, uh, photography. There was nothing in that town to, you know, to do with anything to do with that. So I thought, okay, I'll get back into wedding makeup and I needed to market myself. I had no skills, you know, so when I went to school here in Australia, we didn't have the internet. I didn't learn anything about the internet and I was taught on typewriters. So (laughs) that's that's what I learned at school was typewriters. I thought, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do this? So I started to market myself as a makeup artist um, to surrounding towns because I only had 6,000 people in my town and, you know, how many people get married? Yeah, there was not a lot. So I knew that one, I had a great skill as a makeup artist, you know, this makeup artist from Melbourne that used to work in photography. It was quite sought after. I thought I can make a lot of money as a wedding makeup artist here, but how am I going to get the word out? So back then, so that would have been 15 years ago, I think, I started doing that. I started to market myself on Facebook and I started to really enjoy. So this was organic. So for your followers who are watching, I'm sure people know the term organic when it comes to marketing. But if you, if you, if your followers aren't too sure, that means non-paid strategies. So anywhere that you don't pay for marketing. So you're not paying for an ad or anything like that. So I started to really love, I guess, um, the psychology of the algorithm and how am I going to get myself in front of these people? How can I reach more people? Um, because in the country, people were willing to travel or I was willing to travel a couple of hours uh, to do a wedding makeup because it was quite lucrative. But how am I going to reach these people? So as I got bigger and bigger and bigger, people were starting to come to me and say, how are you doing this? And one of the products I actually implemented into my business, and this, and this has got to do with my marketing as well, was I thought, okay, I'm getting bigger as a makeup artist. How can I make more money? So I started selling a makeup product as well. So with the makeup, I would then sell them, you know, a lipstick for the day. Now that company, then they saw how much I was selling and they then asked me to speak at one of their events on uh, how, because it it was like a network marketing, it wasn't really a network marketing company, it kind of was, but they sort of saw what I was doing and the volume I was selling just through my makeup and I sort of became known for this supplier. Um, So then they got me to speak at their event on how I was doing it through social media because they didn't have that model in their business. They were selling it through stores. So it sort of was a network marketing company, but it, it, it wasn't really established as that. So they got me to speak at their event saying, well, hey, this is a model that we're not doing. We're selling it through stores and through another avenue. How how are you doing this? So I then spoke in front of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people on how I started to do it. So then people were coming to me saying, can you teach me how to do it? And that's how it started. It started from there. 
I started putting courses together, these these humble courses on Facebook. And my first course was like $24, Simon. And it was actually harder to sell a $24 course than a $2,000 course. So then I just went straight to a $2,000 coaching program. It was much easier to sell a $2,000 coach. Well, just tell me everything instead of this little $24. So it, it, it kind of grew pretty quick because I realized people just wanted to know everything. Don't just give me the $24 ebook. Just tell me everything. So it grew really quickly. And from there, I went, okay, well, now I'll learn about this platform. I'll learn about that. And fast forward, it just then in my community, I, I've since moved from that area. Now I'm, I'm living out of Melbourne. I'm, I'm from Melbourne originally, but now I'm sort of living out of Melbourne. It grew and grew and grew. And now I have this agency that um, we service businesses and we specialize in organic marketing. We get really great results. But as also a byproduct of that, my own personal brand grew. So me as Melissa Mitchell grew, which is really exciting. Then, um, and I know we've discussed this, uh, you know, just in our own personal conversations, um, Simon, my Facebook account grew and then Facebook started paying me for ads revenue. Um, and I, I, I only just started getting paid for that in March this year. So if you're watching this, you know, in the future, a future episode of this, it's, it's you know, 2023. Um, I started getting paid in March 2023 and my first payment was a couple of hundred dollars. Three months later, I'm getting a check for almost $5,000 from Facebook. So that's my own personal brand because the value I'm giving. So organic marketing, it's not dead and there is so much to gain from it. So not only did I build a business from organic marketing able that I'm able to offer that to, to businesses, my own personal brand grew, I was able to monetize that on platforms like through YouTube, Facebook, um, TikTok, et cetera. And it's just been a wild ride. And it, it's weird because it's it's just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm turning 48 soon. And to think that Mrs. Ring in high school would yell at me because I had similar hair then mm-hmm. and I would be on the typewriter like this to the writing, typing on the typewriter, and she would hit my head <laughs> because my hair was falling in front of the typewriter. I didn't even have a computer at school. I'm trying to learn to type, which I still can't type as fast as Mrs. Ring used to teach me. And here I am thinking, leaving high school, I don't have any skills with, you know, I don't know what this internet is. I'll become a makeup artist. I'll become a flight attendant, thinking I don't know anything about the internet and I just taught myself. It's and amazing. It's just- and there really is because I one of the things that struck me um, when we were chatting before. Letting my dog in. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just letting my dog in. He's scratching at the door. I'm sorry, Simon. That's all right. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome, doggy. Okay, so um, uh, one of the things that that uh, I really loved when we were chatting before um, was that you said that um, everything, and this is a quote, you said, everything I know today I've learned along the way and I'm still learning daily. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's such a, that, that's such a wonderful thing, and 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 I, I would venture that perhaps not having a marketing degree, not having learned it in school, coming at yeah. it from a position of you know trial and error, and probably early on a lot of error means that what your uh, what you have refined and refined and refined yes. um, yeah. 
works because you're constantly rotesting it. Yes. It's a really good point, actually, because I actually was a reference for someone yesterday for a job, uh, someone that I used to work with, and I was actually saying that to them um, about that because they ended up asking me, they're like, well, what do you do? They're like, maybe we'll get you in as a consultant to our company. <laughs> it was, mm. um, And I actually brought that up to them because I said to them, look, I don't have a marketing degree, and that's not to say that I've got anything against anyone having a marketing degree, right. but... It has been a bonus for me because I, and it's not to say people, because how it came up, this person that I was a referee for, I said, what I like about her, she has a marketing degree and she's still wanting to learn. And I think it's really important whether you've got a degree or not, you have to continue to learn because the digital space changes so much. And I have worked with people, whether they're self-taught, whether they're not, that are not open to learning. There is not one way to do this. I do not know everything and I will never know everything. I've I've enrolled in, oh, I say enrolled, I've purchased tickets to a conference coming up for Instagram because it's the least, is the platform that I least know know about. It's my least like, you know, likable platform. Um, and I'm yet to master it. Um, so I want to learn about that. I want to learn more about it. I don't know everything. I'm constantly asking questions. If you don't ask, you will not learn and you will not become a master in your craft. Um, there's a thing on TikTok where you can get shadow banned um, and it's 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 a little bit lengthy to explain, but, you know, it's got to do with the, the TikTok algorithm and I got shadow banned recently. And What's the shadow ban mean? What's that mean? Oh, so it's got to do, the TikTok algorithm is very specific. It's It shows your content to for you page so that's like a news feed on tiktok the for you page is um like a news feed as i said so the tiktok algorithm will show your content like our other algorithms to two to three hundred people to start with and what it does is it shows the content to those people if if it get this is like every platform. If it gets a great response, it will show it to more people. Say now a thousand people. If it gets a great response, it will show it to more. Now what happened with my account, and this is where you get it's called shadow banning on TikTok, is I had a piece of content go viral to five point three million uh, people. Wow. It's, yeah, and that's wonderful, but it's also a curse. So I've now got shadow banned from that. So now I have why, to fix. Why is it a curse? What what What's the downside of that? Yeah, so the downside of it is is that that particular piece of content, it's it's not always a curse, but in my my instance, it is a curse because the piece of content was, and if you go and check my TikTok account, social media made easy, um, Melissa Mitchell, and you'll find a link somewhere on wherever. Um it's actually really funny. It's I repurposed a piece of content of a lady uh, camping and um, it's got a really funny tune and she's walking along and she just, she tries to be clever on a log and she just falls, but the fall is really funny. She just falls in slow motion, but the family are just, the kids just take a sip of their beer and just look away. And I wrote, this is how my kids feel about me on social media because it came off the back of, my kids coming home from school saying, mum, everyone recognises you from social media and they're asking me, is that your mum on TikTok? 
and I've told them it's not. And I'm like, well, dude, it's got my name and it says my, <laughs> my suburb and it says my name, Melissa Mitchell, your name's, you know, your first name and the surname and it says <laughs> agency owner Shepparton and that's where we live, pal. So I made this thing and it went viral, but it went viral not because I'm a marketer, because it's funny, because this woman fell over. So unfortunately, the curse is Simon. And this is where marketers or anyone who's got an account, and I'll give you an example after this about a client of mine that the same thing happened, something she posted before she took me on. So what then happened, Simon, is people are watching it because it's funny because someone fell over. So it's unfortunately not showing it to my target audience. Right. So that so the people are watching you because they fell over. They then look at something in marketing and they're like, blah, we're not interested in marketing. Right. We want more funny videos of people falling over. Right. So now when they when my new content is shown to them, it's marketing. So that's why it's getting stuck at two to three hundred views. So now when you look at my account, it's got two to three hundred, four hundred views maybe for my new content because the algorithm picked up, well, hey, she got 5.3 million views on this. We're going to show it to those same people, but they're not now interested because they're not business owners. Right. So I ruined my own account by default. So I'll give you another example, a client of mine that just started with me. Um, she she uploaded a video. Well, she did actually upload it herself after we started, and it was a really funny video. She's She's a mortgage broker. And she she uploaded the video and it's a great video of her trying to get into her car and she had that much, she had, you know, that much gap. And it's it's a great video. Um and it went viral, which it, it is a good thing. It's a it's a good thing for someone like me because it shows social proof. So if a business is looking at my account, it's actually good because it sees that they say, oh wow, she had a video go to 5.3 million. But as a marketer, I know it's not the best thing. So for her account, it, uh, someone who wants to take out a loan, they're not really going to care that her, vi her, her account went vi viral. I said, oh, Laura, you've been shadow banned. So now when they see her content, again, she's been shadow banned. I said, Laura, it's 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 your video because she uploaded it herself. It wasn't my content. So I'm just putting that out there. It wasn't my content that got her shadow banned. Yeah. <laughs> but her content is great because it also... I'm not saying you shouldn't post it up because you do have to have some behind the scenes, but then you've got to work harder to get your account back up. Now, this can happen on any account. It can happen on Facebook as well. It's just called something different. So these are the little things as an organic marketer you have to be careful of. And it's it's one of those things. So when we go back to learning constantly, I've then got to go, okay, I know about shadow banning. I've got to learn a little bit more. So how do we get that account back? Okay, now we've got to get it back. We've got to use the same consistent, you know, five to eight hashtags in her market, in my market. Only use the platform for what it's intended for. Don't get stuck in the scroll hole looking at funny videos. You've got to now teach the platform what you want to use it for. And these are the things when I say you're constantly learning as a marketer, you can't be pigeonholed. Because I, I have met people, Simon, that come out and they tick a box. I'm not saying all marketers do this because they don't. Some marketers, unfortunately, they get a degree or they're self-taught and they tick a box of what they've been taught. And marketing does not work like that. 
It just does not work like that. Particularly got- something as particularly something as kind of living and breathing as a social media platform where the yeah. algorithm's changing all the time. Yeah. And you have to adapt with it or you'll you'll get left behind. Um and it's funny because sometimes clients will say, but you told me, and I'm like, I know I told you that, but Zuckerberg just changed it. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Changed so, it. So let's let, let's dig in a little bit more, right? So you mentioned right at the, uh, at the outset that uh, when you were describing how you first kind of forayed into this, um, that the primary difference between organic and paid, uh, well, between the, the primary a feature of organic marketing is it isn't paid. You'd have to pay for it, okay? Aside from the fact that you'd have to pay for it, are there any other advantages of organic marketing over paid marketing? Yeah, so, um, and that's a, that's a really good question and something I get asked a lot. So they each have their place, Simon. Um, and I'll go, I'll go into that question, but I just wanted to mention something first. If you're starting out, I would always go with organic first. And as you grow, introduce both. Okay. Um, organic can be a little bit slower. So it's probably a con. I wouldn't say it's a con, but organic can be a little bit slower. But you want organic for the long-term game. Um, think of organic as a marathon, not a sprint. So I was talking to a potential client yesterday and they do Google AdWords, which is something I don't do. I don't do any, I do do organic with Google, but I don't do any organic paid words or anything like that. Organic paid words, you can put your ad, um, and, and this is another thing is what, you know, you can put your ad straight in front of people, they can click on it and you can get a conversion. Organic is more about your connection with the audience. Um, it's more about building something long term. You've got then something to leverage. It doesn't matter how much you pay for paid advertising. If you do not have your organic game there, your paid's you're not going to get the best results with your paid. And I'll tell you why. If you're pumping out, particularly through Meta, so Facebook and and Instagram, Instagram yeah. yeah. If you're pumping out, and I see this a lot, people are like, oh, you know, we'll go pump out a lot of ads through Meta just because we want to get the quick return. But you've got no organic presence. What happens when someone clicks on one of your ads, they go back to the page or account to see who you are and there's nothing there. There's no like, no, there's no no like and trust factor because people go see who you are. We all do. So organic, that is the difference there. Organic is about the trust factor. Nobody goes to social media to buy. So if you think about that, no one picks up their phone and says, I'll be back in a minute, love. I'm just going to scroll because I need a new pair of shoes. No one does that. But they will buy if they're scrolling and they've got that emotional or rational reason to buy with you. So I'm not saying people don't buy on social media. They absolutely do. But their intention is not to buy when they pick up their phone. So that is the difference. And during the pandemic, um, the amount of people that contacted me in a panic saying, oh, my gosh, I've got no business, I've got no business, like, can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, cool, 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 let's do something. Show me what you've got. Like, give me something to work with. Oh, I've got nothing. I don't have any social media. I've just relied on. That's where you run into trouble. So when I go back to think about your long-term 
game, you've got nothing to leverage if something ever happens. So I'm not saying that you can't have a faith that you shouldn't have. So much. So I've got so many animals in this house. I don't know if you can hear the birds now. There's so many animals in this house going off crazy. There's there's animals and snakes and lizards everywhere in this house. Um, there's you've got nothing to leverage. So each has its place. It's not that one's better than the other, but they need to work in synergy. And people forget that they tend to choose organic over paid. And even though I specialize in organic, I'm always asking people, you know, what, what are you doing here and what are you doing there? But, you know, my advice is always, always have your organic game happening. Even if you're not planning on using paid, you always have to have it got happening because it, that is your no like and trust factor. Even if you're not planning on using paid ads, but 100% if you are planning on using paid ads because it's You've got, and I heard this the other day, and it's so important. You've really got to think of social media like TV these days. If you went and turned your TV on and you were flicking through and all you saw were ads, you'd turn it off, wouldn't you? Mm. That's what you have to think of social media. And you also need to think about how consumers consume social media. As I said before, no one goes to social media to buy, but also no one sits down and says, okay, I'm just going to sit down and consume social media for an hour on my desktop. They don't. They're in bed scrolling. They're scrolling while they're cooking dinner. They're scrolling while they're waiting for the kids at school pickup. That's how they consume. So you need that organic content that captures their attention and you need that. That's that's You're selling without selling and that's why organic is so important. People overlook it all the time. It's got to be... I think of it like Netflix. I really think of it like Netflix. And I think eventually that's where social media will go to. And I think that's why organic is so important. People really overlook it. They're like, oh, no, we need a paid campaign. We need this. No, you don't. You need it to be fun. You need it to be three seconds of their life that captures their attention. The other thing I like people to remember is if you've ever heard this, I don't think it's a quote, but it's like, advice that I've heard before just in general life and I think of this as social media people don't remember what you say to them but they they remember how you make them feel yeah 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 you've heard that before I think of that as social media you've got to remember people gravitate to your accounts because of how you make them feel so if you make them feel part of something that's why they'll keep coming back and that's how you get a conversion out of someone it's not because you go oh, I've got something on special. They don't give a crap about that. They don't give a crap about your logo. They don't, they don't care about that. But if you make them feel part of something, you give your soul online, you give part of who you, who your brand is, who your value is, and you make them feel valued in that organic part of it, they'll come back and you can do that for free without paying for that. You so know? Ask, like, yeah. So, so let me ask you that. I mean, that, that, that I mean, that's a, a, a phenomenal insight. So my question then is, you mentioned before, um, when people are starting out, the best place to start is with organic. And, and interestingly, um, Russell Brunson in his book, Traffic Secrets, he talks a lot about um, if you haven't got 
um your he talks a lot about hook story and offer if you haven't got your hook you're storing your offer right it doesn't matter how much money you spend on advertising all you're going to be doing is pouring rocket fuel on a fire that isn't burning okay yes. so it's not going to go anywhere right so you've got to make sure everything's right and organic is definitely the way to at least road test that you know start to see if you're getting conversions when 20 people look at your uh yeah. look at your content rather than t- spending twenty thousand people and if only if zero people are going to buy when it's 20 zero people probably going to buy when it's twenty thousand. right that being said if somebody is trying to get themselves started with organic marketing okay um i i mean in my total naivety i would have thought if i posted any content on youtube on tiktok on facebook on even on linkedin the only people that are going to see my content are the people who are already friending or following me and if they share it then the people who are friending or following them will see it so if i have a limited audience or if my business has a um a page or you're saying it's not true so i'm looking forward to having all this debunked but if let's say i so let's say let's just say for argument's sake i decided um right fresh from cold right i'm going to start a business selling i don't know scissors all right um so I've got, you know, Simon's scissors. Oh, and this is Simon's scissors. Be... Exactly. Simon's scissors, right? So, and I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to set up a business selling scissors. And I've got the most amazing content that I can create about how to use scissors, left-handed, right-handed. I'm going to make a course. I'm going to sell it for a number ending in a seven. I know all the tricks, right? The only, but I'm going to do it all online. So I set up a Facebook page, Simon Scissors. I set up maybe I have it as a, as a company page or a separate page, or whatever. Um, and I do the same on I set up a YouTube channel, Simon Scissors. But from gra- from ground zero, other than my own, <laughs> you're thinking, where can I buy these scissors? They sound. Uh, awesome. I'm thinking Simon. We're going to do a Simon Scissors. <laughs> so my, my so the question is right. Other than my. I don't know, let's just say for argument's sake, a thousand followers I've got on, uh, personally, I've got on, on, on Facebook. Let's just, uh, aside from, okay, me personally, my um, I've got thousands of followers on uh, through Silesia, I've got thousands yeah. of followers through the conference room, I've got thousands of followers on LinkedIn. But let's just say, if I just wanted to set up a new company and a new brand that's going to start from ground zero, okay, how am I going to get the word out to yeah. kickstart this organic growth? So first of all, your followers don't mean anything if they're not engaging. So okay. I'm going to do that, yeah. So it doesn't matter how many followers you've got. If they're not engaging, it's not going to make anything. And just because you've got followers doesn't mean they see your content. So, yeah, it doesn't mean that your friends or your followers see your content. So that is the biggest thing that people get tripped up with. So, um. Your followers and friends do not automatically see your content. Wow. Yeah, 100%. That is the biggest mistake that people make. So engagement is what I work off, not followers and friends. And when we say, and, and just so we can uh, be really tight on our definitions, so engagement is people liking, commenting, and sharing. Um, it's also the stuff that you don't see. Um, it's, it's anything that the algorithm picks up as stopping and scrolling and reading. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, so, it, so, if we're talking about, um, and I, and I know we are going to talk about reels because that, that's something I know you're 
um, yeah. that you're really hot on, right? So, yeah. um, so just to kind of like jump into reels for a nanosecond. Yeah. When you're talking about reels, when you can look on reels and you kind of scroll, 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 stop, the algorithm goes, ah, Melissa just stopped on that reel. So the fact that she watched Simon's demonstration of a pair of scissors, next time Simon has something, I'll I'll bring you back and I'll show I'll show it to Melissa. That's yeah, kind of a... yeah, that one's a little bit different because you can get like data on that for um three second views and that sort of thing. Right. Um when when I'm talking, yeah, that one you can that's sort of measurable, but the algorithm can also pick up if you've stopped slightly and read text. So I'll give you an example. Um, I've got a client and they're like, what's going on on my page? It's crickets. It's crickets. I've got no likes, no loves and no shares. So we went into the actual analytics and I said, look at your engagement. You're trumping it. And she's like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And we can benchmark it against other other people. So I'll just give you an example of that. It was a, it was a cafe, right? And she said, but look at this account. Look at their account. They've got 8,000 followers. I said, okay, let's look at their account. They've got 8,000 followers. And this account that I took over had 200 when they started. We got it up to over 500, right? I said, but look at this. And I've got software that can read other people's accounts and read the interaction. Their account, now on Instagram, if you've got anywhere between uh, up to 4% engagement, it's good, right? It doesn't sound like a lot, but 4% is good. Um, I read this, I said, okay, let's go analyze their account of 8,000 people. They had less than 1%. It was like 0.02% wow. for 8,000 people. I said, now let's look at your account that we've grown from 200 to 500 and they were up to 3% engagement, which is really good because it, like I said, if you get up to 4 to 5%, that's considered a good account, right? And the other one had 0.02%. Yeah, for 8,000 people. I said, so wow. would you rather 8,000 followers with less than 1% looking at it? Or you've got an audience. Yeah. But, and so if they were in an auditorium, I've got an engaged audience. So that's what I mean, Simon, by it doesn't matter how many followers you've got, you've got to look at who's looking at your audience. Right. So we turned that business around. She said, I don't know. She said, my God, Melissa, I'm turning people away in my cafe. So it doesn't matter about your followers. So with the reels, it's a little bit different because we can read that analytics. She was saying, no one's looking at my account, Melissa. I said, well, they are. Let's go into the back end and let's look and understand your analytics now. Right, okay. So, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like with, if if going back to your question about how you would start. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about... It's about engagement and people get, and I understand it because I've been in this position before. In the beginning, you're going to feel like, my God, nothing is happening because people won't comment. People won't share it. People won't give you love. But if you start to look at it, you will see that your account is growing and people are engaging. It's the engagement that you want. People will silently watch you, Simon. And you so just how, have how to get it. But if you don't have it, if, if your brand doesn't have any followers yet if it's a brand new brand and it doesn't have any followers how do the how who's going to see it to engage with it so the algorithm pushes it out so an algorithm will give you what you give it back okay okay so for your, yeah so for your so who's seeing it don't forget simon 
A social media platform wants your content to be seen. Why? Because they get paid from advertising, from other people advertising, because they place ads on your content. They want your content to be seen. So they are working for you. So how do you get seen? So in the beginning, you're going to use a specific, you're going to use locations, for example. So let's say that you have a face-to-face shop, you're going to use a location, you're going to use stories. Look, there's so much in it that obviously it would take me a whole day to explain it, but you're going to use locations, you're going to use specific hashtags. Hashtags now, they're not as relevant as they used to be. SEO in your copy is really relevant because you're going to get indexed on Google, but you need to be aware that Google can take up to three months to index you. That's a Google thing, right? But don't forget, a social media platform's job is to get you seen. You're just not going to see that. You've got to understand that. But if you look at your analytics in the background, you're going to be growing. It's not going to show you that you're not getting seen. You're just not going to physically see that. But a social media's job is to keep people on the platform. How do you get seen? By showing some back-end stuff, you need to show who you are. People are voyeuristic. Show from paddock to plate. Paddock to plate, I don't know if that's a term you're familiar with. They use that in cafes. So if you're making scissors, how does your day run? Pack an order with me. That's what I call paddock to plate. Right. It's more of a cafe term. Kind of break it down, break all the steps down. Right. People love to see that. This works really well on TikTok, Facebook Reels, etc. A day in the life of Simon Scissorhands. From, from where I source it, how do, you know, show how your business started. Show the emotion. People buy for, um, and it's really not about conversions and sales at this point. It's about brand awareness. But show the emotion behind it because people like your brand for a rational decision or an emotional decision. Emotion because, oh, my God, like I see Simon, he's trying so hard in his business, I'm going to follow him. Or, yeah, emotion, like I'm a left-hander, I struggle to find scissors that work with me. That's an emotion. But it also can be a rational decision. That's a rational decision. I'm a left-hander. Or his products are, that they're going to solve. I own a school for left-handers, so this is really going to, you know, you know, I fight for right for, you know, the left-handers in our society. So that's a rational decision. Um, that's how you're going to get seen. So if I can sum up the algorithm in one word, the algorithm is always you, okay? Give, yes, there's differences on each platform, but if you go into, say, let's say Costco, because most countries have got Costco, so your, your um, listeners are going to know what I'm talking about here. And let's say this is a rewards card. It's not. It's a coaster that I got in Singapore. Um, let's say it's a, it's, this is a rewards card. It's a very old one. As you can see, everything's falling off here. And you go in and you buy cat food and bananas, right, from Costco. That's an algorithm. They don't give you a rewards card because they want to give you free stuff. They're collecting data. I know you say data because we've had this conversation before, but I say data here in, in the land. <laughs> yes. So they collect data on you. Now, that algorithm is going to put together a marketing campaign, okay? And they're going to show me more of what I want to see, cat food and bananas. They're not going to blast my marketing or, let's say, newsfeed 
with bananas and dog food because I've never shown interest in that, like an algorithm. Right. So I go to the algorithm and I'm going on pages. So I'm just going to take my niche, marketing. Right. I go after you know small business owners, for example. So I'm engaging with small business owners, okay? So let's take Simon Scissorhands. You want to go after business owners to buy your, your scissors, um, craft craft business owners, etc. schools that might maybe want to buy your scissors. You're engaging with people that want to buy. You're going into groups that are business owners that own craft factories, etc. cetera. You're, you're engaging with groups that are your targeted audience. What is the algorithm going to recommend to you? More people like that. It's also going to recommend Simon to 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 people that are like minded. Right. The algorithm is you. That's it. Right. That's, That's really how it's been. That's why you don't. You shouldn't use. And I'm guilty of this. You shouldn't use your social media platforms for anything other than what you want to treat the um, the algorithm as. And going back to what we said about shadow banning before, that's how you get yourself out of a rut. You now, I'm now shadow banned on TikTok, so now we've got to go. And with my client, I'm like, right. Um, I'm sorry, someone keeps ringing me. I, I apologize for that. <laughs> this is the authenticity of being live. Um, if you um, if you go back to to who you want to attract, let's strip it back. And I said to my client, you just you know don't let your kids use TikTok. If you want a different account. For the I call it the scroll hole. Go and open a separate account, like on 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 YouTube. For my YouTube account, I've got I've got just a, di a different account which I flick through the two. If I want to get stuck on the scroll hole at two a.m. and I want to go on Nate the Hoofman, check him out. He's really cool. I've got nothing to do with the equine. Uh, is it is that equine? Is that, is that horses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the horse right. industry. But at 2 a.m., I want to look at horse hoofs getting cleaned out because I find it really satisfying. But it's got nothing to do with the marketing industry because what then happens, Simon, what pops up as suggested videos for you? Horses hoofs. No, he does cow hoofs, sorry. Cow hoofs getting cleaned. So this is what I'm saying. That's why the algorithm is you and that's how you get seen. So for someone to start out, that's how you get seen. And don't freak out when no one is liking your page and followers. So should you, so would you recommend that someone, when they create a page for, say, Simon Scissors, that um, the, when I am, if, if I wanted to use my own personal Facebook to share pictures of my kids, share pictures of the thing I just ate, share pictures of me going on vacation, watching some guy clean out cow hooves, right? Use that of my personal one, but then f use my page only to share and yeah. look at um, appropriate content for that business. So what I do is your personal brand still is really, really important. So what I do is I use my personal Facebook profile um, and I do share behind the scenes. I do share some of that on my business page. I use all of it, right? Right. Um, because your personal brand still is really, really powerful. You can still do that on your LinkedIn profile versus a page. I still find a personal brand just as powerful, if not more powerful than a business page. 
Um, I personally, look, if you want to share your, your kids, that that's a personal choice. Like you can still share your your kids and whatever you feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. go for it. If you want to share it on your business one, do, but it's probably better for your personal one. If you want to share those family ones, yeah, just then have a private account. Um, I don't mind sharing the occasional one on my my um when i say my personal facebook profile it's still not a personal let's say private versus personal yeah okay like there's a difference like i'm still using my personal facebook profile as personal branding because that's where i'm making all that money from from facebook right Right. so private would be a different one again okay so let's turn our let's turn our attention to video right because you and i first found each other through um through reels right um i saw a bunch yeah. of your reels you saw a bunch of mine and uh yeah. and you know a few weeks later here we are right um and so uh, how do reels play a part in this and reels versus youtube shorts versus tiktok tell me how that whole kind of tapestry can really help an organization build yeah, and so when you're talking about Reels, you're talking about Facebook Reels. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, if you're looking at the top, and now this is at the moment as of September 2023, so if you're watching this in advance, it could have changed. At the moment, to get seen, it's Facebook Reels 100%, then it is YouTube Shorts, and then TikTok in general. So Facebook Reels at the moment, it's been really trending for about, a year now get on board this, this is how at the moment i'm making all this money from monetizing um that's a whole other conversation so uh, but just talking about organically to get seen really get on board with it when a new feature comes out on any single platform jump on board because that platform will push you out and that's exactly what happened on facebook it came out about a year ago it was staggered with different countries, and that's what you've got to understand as well. America may have it first, and another country, Australia, sort of got it towards the end. Um, it is really dominating at the moment and taking everything by storm, and it's still really going crazy. So if you want to really take things off to another level and get your brand seen at the moment, Facebook Reels is the way to go, whether that's on your business page company page or your profile it doesn't matter use facebook reels at the moment it is going absolutely nuts and it doesn't matter who you speak to whether it's gary vaynerchuk you watch his content you're listening to this amazing podcast or whoever you talk to facebook reels is really where it's at and 100 percent you should be across it um countries are different at the moment i think in america you can do a minute and a half of content is that correct i think so yeah yeah yeah. i'm pretty sure in australia we had 60 seconds and now it's been bumped up to a minute and a half but you've just got to check in your country what the what the cutoff is it'll probably change down the track to longer content but at the moment uh that minute to minute and a half mark is where it's at um you'll get more now i'm not doing this currently at the moment because i'm multi posting to multiple different platforms and I just don't have the time, but you will get more traction again if you create the reel within the app, meaning within Facebook itself. 
That goes for any single platform, whether it's TikTok, Instagram. When you say or, create the reel, do you mean? Um, film it within, yeah, open Facebook and actually film it rather than importing the video. Really? Yeah. It's a say, It's called native. Right. So native It's better post- to do that. I mean, I know people say that it's better to post inside. You'll get more traction by posting inside a platform. Basically, yes. That, yeah, than using... You know, like social champ or or hubspot yeah. or, or right. whatever right uh hootsuite or any of these kind of like aggregator posts right uh p- posting platforms but you're saying yeah. that even beyond that actually yeah. so was- rather than rather than film something on your phone upload it into a little editor edit it make it all nice and polished and then yeah. stick in facebook actually yeah. do the whole thing inside facebook yeah it's the same for any single platform you just got to pick your battles simon like we can't do it all you know what i mean like mm. Um, so how do people do these like really polished, nicely edited? I mean, do, does Facebook's? I've not even seen it. They're does, not does, doing it in the app, <laughs> right? I was gonna say, does Facebook the does face does Facebook's app have that capability, or is it? No, look, I think these people that are doing those polished ones, they're so big that it wouldn't matter whether they did it in the app right. or not. Right. Look, I try. I funnily enough, I trialed this yesterday on TikTok. Um. I tried but to get out of the shadow ban. I thought, okay, I'm going to do it within the app because I don't generally do anything within the app because I've got so many multi channels. I thought, right, I'm going to get out of this shadow ban. Uh, I mean, my TikTok channel is going fine. I'm monetized and everything, but I've, I've got to get out of the shadow ban. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do a video within the app to get out of this shadow ban. And it's got pulled down for community violations. And I'm like, I haven't violated anything. I try and do the right thing. Right. So, funny enough. I mean, I've appealed it because there are no community violations, but I thought, it's not funny. I tried to do it within the app. So, look, you've got to pick your battles. We can't do everything. If you if you, if you you did everything, you would go crazy. But it's just another thing that if you had time, if, if you could only focus on one platform and it was that, try it. Do it within the app. Or if you're in my situation where you're trying to get your account back or you're starting a new account, and you just want to focus on Facebook and you're a new business, maybe just do it within the app. But, yeah, these polished accounts, they're not. They're doing professional video editing. They're so big. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to be just there. Um, they're doing it um, within the, – they're, they're so big that it doesn't matter by then, Simon, what, right. what they're doing. They're, they're not doing it within the app. But if you're a small creator and you want to make some small changes – you know, it, it, it's the same as, you know, if you're if you're starting a new account, then I would actually recommend to post the exact same time each week, each day, whatever it is. Once you get bigger, it doesn't really matter when you post, you're still going to get the traction. Like right. my Facebook account, I, I, I post whenever and it's not really going to matter. But if you're new, post at the exact same time each day because it's again it's prediction for Facebook um, or Instagram or whatever because they again they get to predict you and when the more they can predict you earlier on again it's got to do with they know well hey Simon Scissors posts at eight pm every single night um, therefore we know we can rely on him we can confidently show his content to more people because we know that we can place ads on his content and make money from him. That's all it's about. The more you can keep people on your platform, the more you're going to get favoured because they make more money. That's That's all it's about.
Right. This is this is this is fascinating. So what what uh, there's so much more to cover. So I'm going to have to twist your arm to come back again. But in the meantime, what are your? I am up there. I'm there. I'd love to. So what are your three top tips for somebody to be successful in building a presence online through organic marketing? Yeah, authenticity. Authenticity. Don't worry about what people thinking. Um, authenticity 100% because so many times people get on and they worry what people are thinking about them and if, if you worry about what people are thinking about them uh, about you you're not going to come across as authentic like the amount of times my dad used to call me and say what are you doing <laughs> you know what are you doing what was that about and I'm like whatever you'll see the bigger picture and now he's like wow I see what you're doing so you've just got to keep going wow. um you just got to keep going. It, it, it'll show in your videos if you're not authentic. If you're not authentic, you know, you won't. Um, probably another one is um, you've really got to drown out the noise. Like that goes into what I was saying just then, but even one step further, further dry, dry, drown out the noise because the higher you go, the more dirt you'll get thrown at you, the more trolling you get, the more hate you get the more damage you get and and that's just going to happen but that means you're growing online you will lose people along the way because they think you're fake online it's weird the more authentic you are online the more hate you get like I've lost people because I use it you know like I've used a filter online I'm like I don't care people can see me without makeup I don't care about that but I'm being me by putting makeup on I used to be a makeup artist I love it so just know that when you start getting trolling, it's not a bad thing. People say, what do I do about this trolling? Trolling is good for you because, again, social media doesn't care whether it's negative or comment uh, or positive. If you're getting trolling, remember I said, if you keep people online, they push your content out because they're getting paid for it. So that's the second thing. Don't worry about the trolling. Don't worry about the hate. I got caught an animal hater. I'm like, where'd that come from? Uh, don't know where that came from. And uh, probably the third thing for being successful online is, again, um, probably going back to the um, what I mentioned about um, the followers versus engagement. Do not get caught up in your followers. So many people get caught up in your followers, and I get it. I get it. I, I understand that it's frustrating, like you've only got X amount of followers and it looks bad and whatever. It doesn't mean anything. I can go and get you 10,000 followers tomorrow, but it's not going to get you anything. It doesn't mean anything. There's so many people out there, like that cafe I told you about, 8,000 followers, great. Out of 8,000, what's 0, 0. Point, sorry, 0.02% of people looking at it? Yeah. It's a dead account. It's not converting. It's That's a dead 16 account. people. 16 people. 16 people. Yeah. How many coffees is that? None. And, and, then, and then if you're looking at... And I'm thanks, thanks for adding that up because I don't even know my times table, so I wouldn't even know what that figure was. <laughs> so, okay, now, now if you take 16 people engaging, how many of them would have would have actually converted? Probably none of them. Right. Versus, so they, what was it, 3% of 400, did you say? Uh, 500. 500, that's 15. Oh, that's not that many either. <laughs> But still, still, you know, like... Actually, sorry, no, 0 0.02 of 8,000 is 1.6. Yeah, okay, there you go. That's and so 15 people, 
and we've only got 500 and yeah. they've got 8,000 people and that's yeah. one. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. You, you just don't worry about it because just because you've got 8,000 followers doesn't mean people are seeing it. Yeah. So what I, and people, and that's that's why I get so frustrated. It's like go and pay a marketing agency all this money for your 8,000 followers. Already yielded anything. Like no, that. I don't really... work like that. I work off engagement. Yeah. Because I can tell you now, a marketing agency can go and get you 8,000 followers. I won't do that. <laughs> I will give you engagement, you know, or you or organically you can get engagement yourself. You don't need to go and pay for that. You don't need to go and pay for that. So that would be my three top tips. Stop freaking out about your following. Try, um, engagement will always trump your following. You need engagement. Right. Um, and actually on that, DMing people, I don't mean spammy DMing, but getting back to people, commenting in your comments, liking, loving, sharing other people's posts will all help that engagement as well. Right. It's going to give you back. Great stuff. Yeah. And, and and just going back to what you were saying, uh, your second tip. So the first being be authentic. Second tip being don't worry about the haters. And the third tip being uh, focus on engagement. On the second tip, um, you're my mutual friend, um, Austin Armstrong, when he came in, he talked about, uh, he talked about, um, one of the strategies that he does is he deliberately makes little mistakes here and there and puts yes. in little Easter eggs specifically to get engagement because people are far quicker yeah. to say, oh, you misspelled, you know, there. It should be E-I, yes. not E-R-A, right? Or sometimes yeah. they'll deliberately have um, have folders on his browser that look like they're, they're like, uh, they'll, they'll yes. either got some, like, uh, inappropriate content in it but specifically just to, uh, like, he has one where, where he, has a, he has a folder, right? He goes, Donald Trump NU. And then people go, oh, he's got a file of naked pictures of Donald Trump. And it's like, yeah, but he's only just doing it so people will comment on it, right? Yes, yes, so, yes. Or another thing is, if it, I, I did a video on this recently. If you angle your phone down, like, let's say you're doing one of your videos. I did a video on it, and it was like, make your toes look really weird or something. So people are like, hey, what's, not not gross weird, but like, yeah. hey, what's going on with your toes? Right. Why is your toes so big? yeah. So, yeah, because people are far quicker, you know, and, and again, the algorithm doesn't know or care whether someone's saying that's awesome or, oh, you've spelt there with an E-I-R when it should be E-R-A. So, yeah, no, absolutely. So, Melissa, what's next for you and for Abundant Life? Abundant Life. So, oh, my gosh, um, a third arm is what I need. <laughs> so we've got so much. So we're really ramping up our consulting now. So, um if if um we're we're really looking at um the consulting we're going to be doing workshops coming up um on our strategy so organizing if you're not in a place where you want to organize um sorry you want to hire someone in your uh, business to outsource your marketing to we can do consulting and that is my strategy on how to actually organize your business for a whole year's worth of content Amazing. going down to. So I've got a team that come in, organize your laptop on how to actually organize your whole strategy in there. Um, so we've got that coming up. It's already there, um, but we're now moving into the space where um, we're taking, we've opened up. Oh, sorry. I'm really popular. I'm sorry. People are really, um, taking up more bookings and uh, for, for that and, we will be opening up next year workshops for that. 
Um, obviously, not everyone is in Australia, so there will be space for that online as well. And for people who just want to grab like an ebook or something, I've got a digital store now, which is only new, but yeah, we've, we've got that happening, all things digital. Um, yeah, so you can grab that on Etsy as well. So we've got Absolutely. so much coming, uh, hence why I need a third arm. Great stuff. Fantastic. And if you wanted to reach out and work with you or to uh, engage with you, what's the best way to do that? So you can jump into my Facebook group. You can just reach out to me or um, follow me on my social media channels. I offer so much free advice on there. Um, feel free to follow me on any of my channels. I know um, you'll have the links and that sort of thing. Yeah. Facebook group, you can follow me like uh, across TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook profile um facebook business page um i'm on twitter look i post on there i'm not doing a huge amount but yeah i offer tips and everything on there as well threads etc but yeah tiktok and facebook are probably my biggest ones facebook group um website of course and um i've also got uh emails now i'm doing newsletters as well and you can grab some free info on there and of course on etsy uh all things digital um, I've got a ton of new resources that are going up there and you can grab things from $3 on there. So um, head over and follow that. I've also opened a new Facebook page because I'm a glutton for punishment, which is all things digital. Um, that's separate to Melissa Mitchell and, of course, Abundant Life Studio. As I said, I'm a glutton there. I'm a social media glutton. And <laughs> so we'll make sure all of those links, all those links are going to be yeah, uh, in the show there. notes and they'll all be there. That's yeah, amazing. Free stuff, guys, and um, I've got some assistance as well, and I've just put on some new team members too. So, um, I think down the track too, Simon, it hasn't happened yet. I am going to open up a URL which will be pick Melissa's brain because I'm getting asked a lot of questions. I think down the track, I haven't set up this URL yet, but you'll probably will find it in the future, maybe by the next podcast episode where it'll be pick Melissa's brain. It'll be URL. You can drop your ideas in there and then I can start making reels on people's ideas for content. So because I'm, I'm getting a lot of questions and I think that'll be a good way to be able to answer people's questions as well. So Fantastic. That's great stuff. Okay. So in the meantime, before we come back and pick Melissa's brain all over again, um, which I very much do want to do, so I will be having you back. This has been yeah. an absolute joy. I, I mean, I knew before we even started that this was going to be a lot of fun, but I had no idea that there was going to be so much value in here. And it's been an incredibly value-driven episode. So much about organic marketing, how to train the algorithm, and how to get the very best out of your social media presence. So, first of all, I'm very excited for you to come back. But secondly, and more importantly, thank you so much, Melissa, for coming in and talking to us here on the conference room. I'm internally grateful. Thank you so much, Simon. You've got a wonderful podcast and I'm absolutely blessed to to have been on this show and to your viewers for taking the time to uh, listen to this episode. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Coming up next week on The Conference Room, I'll be talking to CEO of cybersecurity software vendor Mazebolt, Matthew Andriani. Your customers cannot use that product. If you need to execute a trade in your bank, you can't do that. You need, if you've got a trading platform and you can't, you can't do that. All the, if you think about a bank coming under, under attack, everyone working from home through VPN services can't work from home. All your employees are stuck doing nothing. Uh, if you've got insurance agents in the field and you're an insurance company, you've got thousands of agents in the field and your IT services come down, none of your agents can work. No one can update their insurance policy. 
Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And make sure you visit our website, theconferenceroompodcast.com, to see all the other episodes and to get access to the show notes and resources mentioned in this episode. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your network, or better still, go on to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other podcast platform and leave us a five-star review. It'll only take you a moment, but it'll mean the world to us. And please don't hesitate to tell us which topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. To get in touch, drop us a line in the comments section or send us a message on social media. Just search for The Conference Room Podcast or me, Simon Lader, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or TikTok. I'm always open to a conversation. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you'll be alerted when a new episode goes live every week. Thanks so much for listening to The Conference Room, and until next time, keep talking. Mm -hmm.